Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is a froggy Wednesday. However, I'm just, I'm going to f- full disclosure here. We are recording this on Master Sunday, just after six o'clock Eastern time. Cam Smith is actually, uh, Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler are playing the 15th hole. Just so you know, this is exactly where we are right now. So as I'm sitting here talking to you and we've got the pleasure of having, having uh, Morgan Hoffman here on the podcast today. Morgan, thank you for your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you reaching out. You got it. We are uh, we are watching the Masters at the same time. It looks like Scotty's going to pull away. He's got a uh, four or five shot lead right now. Uh, Rory's at seven under. Scotty's at eleven under. Rory's finish was just unbelievable. I know you were watching some of that. But Morgan, your story is really truly amazing. So to start from the beginning, an amazing junior career. You you win the Palmer Cup. Things are just. I mean, you're at at one time the number one ranked amateur. Go to Oak State, have huge success there, win the Phil Mickelson Award as a freshman, and things are just moving. You get on the tour, things are going really, really well. But then all of a sudden, something medically starts going wrong that you can't really explain. If you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, man, what a uh, what an adventure. It's um, It's been a long journey, and yeah, we were just talking about some some crazy treatments that I've been through and how I've gotten to them, and most of the things that I've done now or do now currently I've made fun of in the past. And, um, it's been a wild ride. Uh, my Oklahoma state was great and it's just, um, good to be even contemplating coming back on tour now. So as you're trying to find out, you said that you're, I think it was one of your pecs was you were losing, you were having atrophy, you were losing muscle mass and you couldn't explain why and you didn't know what was going on. So as you go through all this time and you, you finally find the, the diagnosis doctors tell you, well, there's really nothing you can do. And you're like, I'm not, for, from what I read, I'm going to repeat what I read. Maybe it's not what really happened, but if there's kids listening, you might want to turn this off. You said, fuck this. I'm not going to just sit here and do nothing. I have to do something. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, uh pretty much correct exactly yeah it was it was a very brief call um and definitely it was sadness and why me and all these different emotions coming up and uh obviously growing up you're taught to believe doctors and and what they say is kind of end all be all and um sometimes that is the case and sometimes it isn't and i think your human nature and will to succeed and and live and persevere is um sometimes stronger than any advice uh that you can get some things i read uh in the article on golf digest that you did with daniel rapaport daniel's been a guest on the podcast many times with travis and uh some things i read that made a lot of sense like you said that modern medicine which is basically in in many cases take a pill and see how you feel has been around for about 100 years but holistic medicine has been around for thousands of years. So you felt that there had to be something more than just what they were telling you than you did your research and dug deeper and found ways to, for lack of a better term, you've, you've found ways to heal yourself, which have technically helped you be able to make this return. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. Yeah, there was, at first I was told there was no hope. And then uh, when I traveled halfway across the world to Nepal, I, I met a, a shaman, doctor, guru, whatever you want to call him. He calls himself guru. Um, but he's like, yeah, this can be cured with plants, no problem. And um, at that time, I was still in the mode of like testing 
things out. And whenever I did a, a treatment like that, I was kind of in the mode of, all right, I want to see if this works because if it does, then I really want to bring it back to the Western world and heal so many people. But, um, I realized that that wasn't the right mindset for myself, which I needed to put myself first to heal. Um, and really he kept saying and reiterating that, uh, you need to believe in whatever that you're doing, whether it's having a placebo pill or having a concoction of herbs rubbed on you for 90 days straight. Um, it's, uh, Oh, sorry. It's, uh, yeah, it's just whatever you believe in really. So what would you say were the biggest things that helped you that have been able to get you back on the, on, onto the track of being able to even think of playing golf again? I think it, it was a lot of things. It was, you know, it's hard to track these things because they're kind of untrackable untraceable, and it's what you experience personally. Um, and it's different for everybody, but for me, like I started, kind of heavy in, in detoxing, regenerative detoxification. And that really helped a lot. I think pull some really acidic things out of my body that have been building up over the years. And then um, it moved into plant medicine and what the Western world would categorize as hallucinogenics. But I don't really like that term because yes, it does make you see things, but it also is, I think, a much deeper connection than that um and it's uh yeah ayahuasca boga mushrooms um urine therapy all the, the all the above has been what's really healed me but the most is looking at myself in the mirror every day and saying like i love you morgan and, and giving that energy um to myself and, and my cells is what's really done the trick now you were a pretty good eater, if I'm not mistaken, before all this happened, right? You you weren't a guy that just ate anything and everything. You would you were all you were always a little bit careful about what you did. Well, that's what yeah. I mean, after college, I started seeing Don Saladino, who was my trainer and kind of nutritionist at the time, and started me uh getting rid of dairy, which was a huge step for me. Um, coming from college eating Buffalo Wild Wings and, and fast food and you know pizza. ice cream cones, pizza, exactly. Um, so yeah, dairy was a huge step for me and very helpful. Um, and it, I just took it step by step. And what a lot of people think now and, and when they see me eat, it's like, oh, how do you do that? Like cold turkey, how is it so, um, how is it so easy for you? And I was like, well, it's not, you know, it took me years. And one step at a time. And I think that's the way that anybody should approach it. Like it's, um, baby steps. It's a marathon. So what do you eat now? I read in the, in, in the article that you said you would go to uh, whole foods and they'd go, there's the grape guy. Cause you bought every grape they had in the store multiple days, but what's a normal day of eating for you now? Yeah, that was a, that was a cleanse I was doing called the grape diet. There's an awesome book on it. Um, I think it's called the red grape cleanse or diet you 800 grapes a day yeah somewhere around there pretty much the, i calculated the calories at the time to be um 2000 calories per day so just over one calorie per grape i guess wow but yeah well, now i'm just eating i'm going through spurts of vegan um no gluten I'm pretty raw throughout the day. And then at night I'll have a cooked meal like sweet potatoes or um, something like that. That's just warm and hearty. Are you able to go out to a restaurant and eat? 
yeah i mean it's hard it, it depends like most of the time going out with friends it's me picking the restaurant and them being kind of like all right we'll do this one night out of the week or because <laughs> we don't see you that often but no it's fun well i guess i mean it's not easy to eat things that don't have whether they're not prepackaged or they don't have preservatives or they don't have there's all this stuff in it so i mean w- what's a normal dinner for you like tonight what, what will you have for dinner uh tonight i think we're having like kind of sweet potato circles like sliced um and then those are cooked and we'll have uh like guacamole on top uh then a big salad and some smoothies probably Okay. So, so there's, so you've learned to be creative with what you're eating versus just anything driving down the road and just picking up something, which that stuff can't be good for you. Yeah. And could you tell a difference in the way your body felt once you detox all that stuff out of your system? Yeah, hundred percent. It was more of like the operational parts of the body. Like, I mean, my sleep, my digestion, um, my brain clarity, just, was my workouts were better it's it just my body felt light and clean which are two really awesome things to feel well it's amazing uh as you're listening if you're wondering where we are uh, scotty sheffler just birdied 15 he's not got a five shot lead he's, oh. he's gone back to back birdies again so he, he he's really running away with this thing and and uh, the caddy on his bag is the caddy that uh, caddied for bubba twice so this this will be his third green jacket oh right yeah, yeah. i saw that actually yeah so so getting back, getting back to your story, what are, are some other treatments that you tried? And I, I know one of them that I read that to me seems way outlandish. And I'm sure at first it seemed outlandish to you too. It's called urine therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that come about and how do you convince yourself? And number one, and number two, um, what are the benefits that you've seen from it? Yeah, urine therapy. I started reading about it in Nepal um probably like four years ago and it's taken me three years to kind of even try it because um i mean i was so against it or just thought it was disgusting or dirty or not um not beneficial in any way i thought it was the body's waste but learning more about the anatomy anatomy of the body and what the kidneys do to the blood and how um it's really an incredible substance that the body creates and has been a, a proven healer of, of many different things, um, from open wounds to um, gums and teeth to the inner regrowing of of um, someone. I was just reading this article today. I think someone's spleen or something like that. But it just it has so many stem cells um, and vitamins and minerals and um, oh, what's the other thing that everybody's craving not stem cells i don't know but there's there's an look at the ingredients of it basically and then right. tell me if it's anything nasty um right and then go from there i guess but i mean i i in the article that i was reading that you did uh daniel said that he has the same issue i have i have aggressive brushing where i brush too hard mm-hmm. and so the gums have started to pull away from the teeth and you've got like, some exposed root there and so I've asked the dentist before, what's something you can do for that? And they're like, well, there's really not much. But then Daniel said that you had told him that if you were to swish urine for 10 days, you would see a difference. It does sound crazy. But at the same time, I'm going to admit when I read that, it did cross my mind that, hey, maybe that's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy that there's something that's free and uh, so readily available that you create in your own body that 
um, can heal so many different things. And I mean, if you, if you think about it and you look into what we are created in the uterus, when we're being born, it's, we're floating in our own urine. It's a substance that is, um, we're growing in. So it can regrow pretty much any part of the body. It's pretty crazy. Right. Wow. So as you're going through and learning all this, you're living in Costa Rica, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. And recently been back up in the States a bit, though. When did you come back to to, uh, to the States? Uh, I've been going back and forth uh, for the last couple of months. Um, Chelsea, my wife, is recently pregnant. So we're... Oh, congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Super pumped. And I'm trying to be with her as much as possible and, and take care of her through this. So is home Jupiter now or is home still Costa Rica? Uh, I would say home is Costa Rica for sure. Home is Costa Rica. Okay. So now you have decided that you, that you do want to play golf again. Was there a time that you thought maybe you did not want to play on the PGA tour again? Um, I mean, it was always in my mind that I wanted to, um, but it was just a question. I did a lot of kind of inner work and questioning of, you know, do I need this in my life? Was it too much stress? Was it uh, pesticides from the golf course that caused all this? Um, there was a lot of questioning and a lot of answering. And I, I really have some dreams that I have yet to accomplish and believe that I still can. And um, my medical exemption, um, my three starts that I have left uh, expire this year in 2022. So with all the kind of work that I've been doing on my body, I might as well test it out and just go have some fun. Okay. So that was my next question is why I have to come back now, but that's because Mm -hmm. the three medical exemptions that you have expire at the end of this season. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you brought up pesticides on the golf course. Is that still a concern for you? Yeah, it is. But I mean, I think I have like a decent plan uh, around it. And it's what uh, is that like, not trying to, you know, lick my hands and lick clean the ball, like just do it, make sure I'm doing it with a towel. And um, also it's, it's the mindset. I think now that I'm aware that this could possibly be uh, an issue to my body, then it's uh, if I have a positive kind of mind frame around it, then it shouldn't really affect me. I don't think. Now to, to people that say that if it, if it were the pesticides, wouldn't there be more people experiencing what you experienced on the tour? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think everybody's body is different. You know, it's like kind of having an allergy to cats. Like not everybody has it. Um, right. Could be a, a gene or a, some kind of mutation that you, just you have. And um, yeah, I can't tell you why that that this atrophy started in my body, but there are some suspect possibilities. Now, Morgan, the, the atrophy that started, you said that you would work as hard as you could to try and rebuild the muscle in your pecs and you could not get it to build. Are you able to build it now? Yeah, it's been coming back actually. Uh, it's firing again. Um, and it's slow, but, but surely a lot different than in the last year it's been making a lot of progress. It's, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to, I guess it kind of leads me into our, our next topic possibly is our wellness center down in Costa Rica that we're building and, teaching people, you know, how to be as natural as possible and kind of live, uh, live freely kind of. Oh, is this something people will travel to, to be a part of? Yeah. I mean, unless you live in Costa Rica there. Right. 
Right, but but if you're here in the states and you want to go to that, you would travel to that and learn how to eat well, eat, eat clean. Yeah, yeah, you can come for two weeks, a month. Um, there, it's, it'll, it'll be different programs for everybody, um, but it's just we want to show people that like this kind of sense of community and growing your own food and and living with the land has so many healing properties. Now, how will your golf be, or your your, your golf or your preparation or anything be different this time? versus your first go round on the PGA tour or will there be no difference? Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot different. I've had, <laughs> I've had a smile on my face the whole time. I feel like a 12 year old kid again out there just, uh, hitting shots and, and having, having a blast really. It's, uh, it's been fun. I'm going to, to Hilton head tomorrow to, um, play my first event back. And it's just like, I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm excited. And, I feel it's almost like, like a kid on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, Regardless of what happens, I'm just excited. Were you able to practice much in Costa Rica, or was that the reason you came over a month early? Yeah, that's why I've been coming back. But I mean, there's a course like an hour from me in Costa Rica, but it's not the type of practice here with a track man on perfect grass and getting ready in good condition. Right. I'm guessing you're the best player at the course in Costa Rica. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do do you feel like you're ready? Because speaking of comebacks, when was your last tour event? If I'm not mistaken, it was the Shriners in 2019? I think, yeah, that's exactly it. That was October of 2019? Correct. So you will have taken a year and a half off. Yeah, two and a half. Excuse me. Yeah, not not yet. My my math is great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, two two and a half years off. Um, And, you know, the talk this, this week has been all about Tiger. Mm-hmm. taking 500 days off from competitive golf. I, definitely there was an accident with the reconstruction of his leg to go along with that yeah, in the, in the process. But we've seen how tough it was. Tiger played really good on Thursday, shot one under round was top 10. And then kind of each day got harder. Yes. Part of that was the walk. It was the weather, but also his golf wasn't great. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in what I would call tournament shape and nobody expected him to be in tournament shape. Yeah. How difficult is it to come back from a long layoff? and play golf again uh i mean i did it for a year uh, in 2018 that 2019 season i came back i on that time i came back too early i wasn't ready this time it has been a lot different i feel like a, a new human and i um i've been practicing much better than i thought i would so I'm really excited to to play again. And I think my mindset, which was my biggest downside when I was playing, is now kind of my strong suit. Um, it wasn't really my golf game. I don't think I had – I felt like I had all the shots out there, but it's just I would be really way too hard on myself. And now it's kind of the opposite, I feel. You know, it's funny you say that. We had Matthew Neesmith on a couple weeks ago, and he was somebody who said that he used to just beat himself up really bad. Mm-hmm. And that standing over a, a, a shot or a putt or whatever, he, he would almost beat himself up over if I don't do this right or if I don't do that right. And he had changed his mindset and it had allowed him to play better, allowed him to play more free. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. I, I would say really anytime you, you see in history of any like players admitting of their great play and what they were thinking, it's either they were thinking nothing or they were just kind of, playing with their strong suit i remember some of the best golf i've ever played was um in the playoffs at 
Cherry Hills. I, I went out on the weekend, was kind of far out of it and shot 62, 63 on the weekend and just like was going at pins and playing aggressively. And that's just what I kind of love to do. And it, uh, it worked that time. I don't think it's something that is a, a full-time mindset, but it, it helps as much as it can. Do you think there's a little bit of that in Rory where let's say on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week, he was one over, I think he was one under, he was right in that wheelhouse. And then today with no expectations goes out and shoots a bogey free eight under four under on each side. And now he's in second place. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can call it a backdoor second, whatever you want to call it, but it's still a second place at the masters and it's a great finish. Is there a little bit of that in there where there, there's no pressure to perform? Tony Finau has often been said that when there's really no pressure, he works his way up the leaderboard. Is there a big difference in playing with a lead versus playing back and having no pressure and you can just climb the board? I mean, I, I think it's just your mindset at the time. I think it's definitely easier to be free with with no pressure and kind of no expectation of of coming anywhere near the lead, especially in the last day of a masters like Rory just did. And, um, I would say he had less weight on his shoulders for sure. Um, I think that could have helped. And, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of the key where you want to get to every time you play is right. like that feeling, right? Now, Morgan, you've played the masters. You understand going back to tiger playing this week. How difficult of a walk is that golf course for people who don't understand? Many people like myself have never been there and don't understand. And Tiger had said that he had the golf game. Obviously, he was rusty. But how difficult is that walk? Yeah, it is, actually. It's very undulating. Um, a lot of downs and ups. And uh, it's it's a long course, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks it looks like when, when you come off every tee box, either walking straight downhill or climbing up the fairway. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It, it does. It looks tough, but it doesn't look. Scotty Scheffler's not making it look too tough right now. <laughs> is he still lead? Yeah, the run he's on right now is unbelievable. I think he's twelve under. He's got a five shot lead. Rory's uh, seven under, but he's finished. Right. Um, so Scotty would really have to. And he's. I think he just finished sixteen. He's just teeing off on seventeen now. Nice. So I mean, that might as well go ahead and fit the jacket for him at this point. But <laughs> it, it's it. Golf is one of those sports where maybe you can speak to this that. When you're playing well, it feels like you're never going to play bad again. But when you're playing bad, it feels like you're never going to play good again. And the truth is it lies somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a roller coaster ride for sure and you just got to to ride it either way. And when you're when you're playing good, you you kind of know it and um it's it's a fun ride that's for sure. And then when gotta, when you're playing bad, it's it's just like questioning and searching. Yeah. It's got to be hard that when you're playing well, you don't go, oh, when the bad stuff's right around the corner. But then when you're playing bad, you think you're never going to play good again. Yeah. And it, it's it's got to make it tough. And so with the new mentality and new outlook that you have, it should make it easier on you. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the uh, the mindset and the goal and the hope for sure. So what is your, so you will leave, at, like I said, we're recording this on the this, this Sunday of the Masters. This will post on Wednesday. But what are your goals on this week at Hilton head, not a very uh, tough golf course to walk. Number one, mm -hmm. uh, as I, as I'm sure you're very fit, but still walking 18 holes for four days will be something different than you've done recently. Um, and it's not an extremely long golf course. So what, what makes this week upcoming a success for you? I mean, it, it already is a success just uh, coming back 
feeling these jitters, feeling um, like serious practice. And it, it's, it's already, I've seen great things in my head happening, you know, results wise. And I've um, looked at it from all angles, but I'm just excited to play. And um, it, it's already amazing for me. So whatever happens, it's, it's going to be great. My phone's on 1%. I'm going to turn my phone off or my uh, camera off for a sec, but I'll okay. have a background when I come back. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Okay. All right. Um, what are your, as you move forward, making the cut obviously would be phenomenal this week. You said you've got three starts left to go. As far as the three starts, have you planned out your next two starts after Hilton Head? Uh, yeah, I, I've been looking at Byron Nelson um maybe what's the other one i guess in dc tpc potomac now mm -hmm. um i really like both those courses byron nelson is at tpc craig ranch where i got my tour card uh oh. through web.com so good memories there yeah and then after those will be three uh and then i've been talking to some sponsors um excuse me uh tournament directors about sponsors exemptions for the rest of the year hopefully okay so you've got three guaranteed starts and you can work on your others what do you need you need to work your way into the top 125 before we get to the fedex cup playoffs correct exactly yeah and if you do that then you're able to get your secure your card for next year correct correct now if that doesn't happen are you would you make the move to the corn Ferry tour and try to play in the finals and get your card that way yeah, so there's a few different strategies, I guess. Um, yeah, playing as many as I can on tour this year if I don't play well in the starts that I get. Uh, possibly Monday, depending on how many points I need, just like Monday into the tour events, hopefully. Um, but then also I can play on web this year if I'm not playing in a tour event that doesn't have an opposite field event as well. So um, hopefully kind of build up points on on both lists and and possibly make hopefully make it till the uh to get my card for next year that'd be awesome man well, well i can tell you this we'll we'll definitely be pulling for you here i'm sure anybody who hears your story is uh, going to be pulling for you we'll definitely uh be keeping an eye as we watch the leaderboard this week at the uh, at the rbc at hilton head at the heritage but right. as you as you do move forward have you have you kept your friendship with the guys on tour yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's, uh, you know, some, I've been kind of dark uh, on social media and any type of cellular devices down in Costa Rica. Um, but it's nice to have friends reach out. Um, I've been trying to be away from like EMF frequencies and stuff as much as possible just to let the body heal. Um, but yeah, when I come back to the States, we play golf and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I know you played college golf with Ricky. I think I read you rented a room in his house at at one point. Um, are you and Ricky still tight? Yeah, we've been we played uh, two times last week, a couple of days ago at Grove, and uh, no, it's great. It's good to see him hitting the ball hard again, and it's it's just uh, whenever we play together, it feels like kind of Oklahoma State battling again. Right? Are you? How's Ricky playing? Because he's been struggling, not playing in the Masters the last two years. Hasn't had his best stuff. Sometimes appears to kind of get it together, then it falls apart again. What What are you seeing from Ricky? No, I think he's right around the corner. He's uh, he's hitting his driver far. His irons are always good. 
short game is great putting he just um needs to get his confidence back and i think it looks like he's he's got he's got it so hope in the next i'd say a couple of months we'll see him playing well again that's awesome are you working with a coach morgan i'm uh not currently i've been kind of working on what i worked on uh when i was playing last just like making kind of moves from the ground my feet are kind of flat-footed through impact i'm just trying to use the the ground force a little bit more um and i've never been great at that so working in the gym with um some great trainers and it's been uh, it's been helping getting some speed back slowly yeah, it's you know it's it's difficult because I think golf's one of those sports. I'm sure it happens for you guys too, where you fix one thing and it feels like another thing goes a little sideways. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can. Uh, as we said, riding those waves of those good feelings and you know searching, and making it better on the bad. It does. Well, Morgan, man, we appreciate your time, man. Good luck to you. So you're going to stay here in the states, play some events. When do, when do you plan to head back to Costa Rica? Uh, we're our house is getting renovated down there right now. Um, so probably in the next couple of months, we, we have an RV here, which will be cruising around. I have my wife and Yama, our dog that, uh, will be great company. Are you still flying planes? Yep. You're yep. still doing that too. Working on my commercial license right now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Good. Well, man, you got a lot going on. Congratulations sure. to you for, I mean, you've I mean, essentially saved your own life. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. A lot of people think that my journey has been amazing, but I think if people are in this position, they would do the same. And if you have that drive for health and kind of being an athlete and I have that adrenaline kind of side, it's, you know, you just, you have to do it. And if um, you need a little motivation, don't be scared to help ask for help. Right. Good deal, man. But God bless you, man. Good luck to you this week uh, at the heritage and good luck in your next start at the Byron.